0: hello and welcome to another episode of the isotope theory podcast i'm your host kyle frankie and today on the line we have stuart Brusick. stuart is a compositor at mpc the moving picture company in vancouver canada uh stuart and i went to school together um and we learned a lot of the same things at at different times um and I think uh, he's been working in in the industry, the visual effects and motion graphics industry um, in LA and Vancouver for the last five, six years. And um, yeah, it should be awesome. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. All right, dude, thank you for um, uh, taking the time out today on a Sunday afternoon.
1: It's my pleasure. Um, uh, thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. No, it's uh, it's been a really long time since we connected, and I figured uh, this would be a good way to do it, and I'm sure other people might want to hear it too, so yeah. <laughs> you're like... We'll find oh. out. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> cool. So uh, tell me what you're doing right now, where you're at. You're at MPC, right?
1: I'm at MPC. I've been there for almost two and a half years. Yeah. Um, we just finished up a movie, on Friday morning that I've been working on for the past year.
0: Holy shit. (laughs) That's huge. Uh,
1: It's called the finest hours. It comes out in January. Cool. Um, but yeah, now I'm on holidays until January where, uh, I start my next movie.
0: Awesome. Do you know what your next assignment is or can you not talk about it?
1: No. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, it's suicide squad.
0: Okay, cool. So the
1: awesome. next big D C Marvel or D C movie.
0: Right. Right. Cool. So and you're you're a compositor there, right?
1: I am, yeah. And I'm actually moving into a lead role on the next show. So
0: Awesome. So it takes like two years there plus the fact that you were already at Rhythm and Hughes and doing all that stuff there. But you were a producer there, right?
1: Uh kind of. it's it's been kind of a weird Journey. Um, I actually started at MPC as a coordinator. Gotcha. Because after RNH uh, went under, um, the work was pretty sparse. So yeah.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Right on. Um, so, so you started there just to kind of get. Get the balls, you know. Get get your foot in the door.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My uh, my girlfriend was a coordinator there. Um. I met her at Rhythm and Hughes, and then when they started letting people go, she moved on to MPC. Oh, I see. And then so she kind of got me my foot in the door,
0: nice. as she
1: said, uh, as a coordinator on Godzilla, uh-huh. and then um, kind of just worked through there, and then they kind of came to me and said, hey. Uh, as much as we appreciate you being a coordinator, how would you like to go back into comp and comp on Godzilla? And I was like,
0: fuck yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Sign me up. Let's do this. Yes,
1: exactly. Like I was I was all for it. And then ever since then, I've just kind of been in the comp department. It's been yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good technique. Uh, if you're not able to find the work that you want, just get in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Just
0: get in and see what happens because eventually something might open up and they might be like, dude, what are you doing? Wasting your skills doing this. Like here's, here's something else for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, um, I kind of want to like rewind and, and, uh, talk about, um, your history as like a, like a a young lad. Um, I know you (laughs) grew up in Canada, right?
1: Uh, pretty close, just Northern Minnesota.
0: Oh, but, why no. am I thinking? No, your your uh, family lives in Canada, right? Some so oh. Your cousins or something?
1: Yeah, 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 I do have cousins in my cover here. Okay, yeah. right on. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, Northern Minnesota or mid-middle. I think it's the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, my brother is quite intelligent, and so the school system that we were a part of wasn't really cutting it for them. And so they decided to homeschool my brother. And then that's right when I was starting school. So I kind of got brought into that.
0: Yeah. How, how was that experience for you? Just I, I went to like a public school and then I went to a private school and I got that part of it, the traditional education system. Um, yeah. But you being homeschooled, like how did that shape you as an artist? Like were you super into art or
1: um well my mom has uh, her master's in fine art okay and so she just is just this natural talent just like this amazing artist that i think really kind of helped me kind of be interested in that type of art just because like right i was on. so saturated with it at home yeah she was a great uh kind of example i guess
0: yeah Right on. So you, so she's kind of helping shape that part of your brain too, yeah. as well as teaching you too, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then, um, I was fortunate enough to see this small little movie on VHS called star Wars. Yeah. Uh,
0: small little movie.
1: Yeah. I, I hear there's a new one coming out. I heard
0: Something. that too. You know, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil it if you have I
1: haven't seen it yet either. Okay. So that's good. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, uh, I ended up watching that about every day for the next three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was a little over too much. But. Um,
0: There's never too much Star Wars. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> uh,
1: just, just from there, I, I knew that I wanted to go into something uh, media related. Like, kind of like, at first I was looking into kind of video game schools. Then um, I actually went down to Florida and toured Full Sail Mm -hmm. um, for animation.
0: What did you think about that place? Obviously, you ended up not going there, but
1: man, it was so—it was such an amazing like school. Like they had the equipment that they have, and just the instructors that they have was just—it was more than I've ever seen. Huge resources, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. What What made you ultimately decide not to do that?
1: It was in Florida. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So like... Too uh, warm? (laughs) In the end, like, if I hadn't found something a little closer to home that I was comfortable with, I probably would have absolutely gone there. I see. But we ended up touring AI right after that as kind of like a last-ditch effort.
0: Gotcha. So you're like, uh, the the ball was rolling and you were like, oh, I'm going to go there, but check this place out too because it's closer?
1: Exactly, yeah. Got it. Cool. And just, like, touring AI, like, it it was just where I needed to be. Because I saw the, um, Full Sale did, it was mostly, like, a film degree instead of, like, right. actual visual effects or animation or anything. And part of that film degree, there's a guy that changed, like, this Volkswagen bug's color as mm-hmm. it, like, turns the corner or something. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, like that's really cool! Actually, I, I should like look into schools like if they have that." And then, right, lo and behold, AI appeared, and right within, I would say, three months, I was living in Minneapolis, starting AI.
0: Yeah, at that point in time, I think uh, there were only probably two or three schools out there that offered like a visual effects degree. Um. Well, I guess Noman was like, um more than just a degree. It was like a apprenticeship almost, right. With certifications and stuff. But then there was also like, um, the art institutes were that they had just started that like a couple of years before. And then, um, I think there was one other, mm, Oh, Savannah college of art and design. They, they, oh, yeah. they definitely had a visual effects degree at that point. Um, but yeah, dude, I didn't even, I didn't even know about Savannah. Uh, College of Art and yeah. Design when I went to AI so
1: it's, yeah. it's kind of funny some of my closest friends up here went to Savannah and like uh, a couple went to Vancouver Film School and some went to AI yeah. in different locations and it's just now the people that are kind of starting to climb the ladders are the people that were in our kind of generation kind of like it's just like people who went to effects cool instead of actually just fine art. Up under yep. and just saying oh that's cool i'll just try to work my way up there
0: right yeah yeah it's interesting i i'm surprised that you went the visual effects route just because of um you know your mom's influence and in, in traditional yeah. art so that's cool to know so you went to the art institute for visual effects and motion graphics that's where that's we cool. met and yep. um that's where uh you know, I was I guess I was a couple maybe a year or less before you.
1: Yeah, I, think when you I started. Were at least 3 or 4 quarters.
0: Yeah. And um, I just remember like you you were one of the people who just kind of um stood out as far as like constantly wanting to learn and not n- not letting other people's, you know, bullshit like yeah, uh, get in your way. <laughs> well, guess.
1: it's 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 crazy because some of my very best friends in this entire world, uh, we all started on the same day in yeah. AI. And like you've you've already uh, interviewed Greg and Sam and yeah. Hegel. Yep. And uh, um, I don't know, are you going to do Bergman?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I need to get a hold of him. Um, I think I dropped him a line on Facebook and he yeah. was on vacation. And um, I don't think... I don't think he ever responded. So I'll yeah. just have to put on the pressure a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a great one to talk to you for sure. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. Uh, I I'm where I'm at because of him actually.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are. Yeah. I feel so, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean he, he was the, the great, like he, he was the one who was like, come on, let's everybody come out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was, um, yeah. So we all went to school, we all kind of pushed each other and it was a great atmosphere just because even if the school itself wasn't teaching us what we needed, we would just help each other figure it out. And you've kind of, you've kind of touched on that a lot with the other people that have been interviewed. It's just, it wasn't necessarily the school itself. It was the people that we were around that helped us get to where we are now.
0: Especially with like, um, your guys's core group, um, it's funny cuz I started with two other people at the same time in visual effects and motion graphics and I ended up being the only one left and I'm yeah. the only one who graduated. So yeah. That was (laughs) I didn't have that little little group because I was in between like um Dunn and Bergman were before me and that group kind of stuck together and they had that support system so I ended up you know kind of bridging that gap and talking to you guys uh which were the younger group and then talking to them the older group um and kind of trying to collaborate there in between so yeah so um yeah, that's a, it's really important to have that that support system and I think it continues on you know I mean absolutely. You don't just you don't just walk away from from something like that when, when you've worked on so many projects together and, and yeah. really collaborated and bonded and created a friendship and then lived together and
1: And I mean thing. that's that's partially the visual effects industry. It, like I'm thinking back now and every single job that I've ever gotten was not due to my real. Ah. It's due to the person that I knew.
0: It's all about who you know. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's, it's pretty crazy to think about it. Like Mm -hmm. at least in the film industry, like to go out and have a drink at the pub with some like people that you work around, like those people are going to be going to other jobs after this project is over. And then you're just going to have that many more contacts at other companies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive network, especially like Vancouver, Yeah, sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right now it's pretty amazing.
0: So huge, so much going on. Yeah. Um, so you moved out to LA and you started working for, um, Ico Visual Effects, right? And doing Uh, yeah stereo conversion and.
1: uh, Greatly part to Jason Bergman when I was. Uh, unemployed living in my aunt's basement in Minneapolis. Uh, he called me randomly. I'd met him like twice and he just kind of said, Hey, you should yeah. move on to LA. Yeah. And then less than a week later I was living with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the saga begins. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Nice. Yeah. So you guys all kind of worked there for a while doing Siri conversion and that's how you got, into the industry as far as like um professional compositing with nuke and whatnot and then um right
1: yep yep exactly like pretty much the weekend that i started i met the owner of ico Mm -hmm. and he was like oh hey i think i have some work coming up why don't you just come in and like he he didn't even see my reel didn't care about my reel (laughs) like bergman vouched for me and just kind of got my foot in the door and then pretty close to two years later i uh i was still there yeah so it was a crazy ride.
0: And so you I guess Sam was one of the last people there, right?
1: Yeah, I'd, I actually, uh, he was so the last were, I guess I was kind of like a lead uh, stereo person just because I knew the process and could help people. yeah and they were gonna send me to India right. to help um, kind of train the people that we were that were helping us do all the roto and stuff that we needed for that company and uh, the company was not doing great unfortunately mm-hmm. and so um, right before I, I actually had the plane ticket I still have the v- India visa to go work in India oh uh, shit uh, Rhythm and Hughes contacted me and they're like hey why don't you come in for an interview um, we're doing this little movie called Life of Pi yeah um, which nobody had ever ever heard of yeah um, and I was just kind of like ah. Oh, you know, like maybe I'll check it out. You yeah. Know, why duh.
0: not? There's nothing. You're not going to lose anything by going and talking to Exactly. It. F- and Rhythm and Hughes. Duh.
1: Ended up going to Rhythm and Hughes and Sam took my place as going to India and grew the big beard and all that.
0: <laughs> and then ultimately failed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's going to be like, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was, it was out of his control. So it,
1: it absolutely was <laughs> like, he, he really kind of poured his life force into that company and it just, everyone did, but it just didn't work out. Right,
0: right. Can only polish a turd so much. I mean, what?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. A, well, I the think.
1: A uh, motto for visual effects, actually.
0: I don't know how you feel about this, but like, um, from what I've gathered from that company, I feel like um, their demise was the fact that they pigeonholed themselves into one niche, like one thing.
1: Yeah, it definitely was that. And then it was kind of the fact that they got into bed with some investors mm-hmm. that were, didn't have the same kind of long-term plans as they did. I see. And so they just kind of split ways. And then the fact that stereo conversion definitely is a tough thing to uh, continue doing, mm-hmm. considering there's only like two big... Uh, conver- stereo conversion places anymore just stereo D and uh legend
0: yeah yeah it's always um stereo has always been a gimmick to me and <laughs> i know yeah. some people think the same way too but uh, absolutely yeah um it, it's not sure. surprising I- to me that it that it died out you know yeah or decreased in in uh in the yeah. amount of shit that they're doing for it you know Probably. yeah it's interesting um <clears throat> so then you're like, all right. So Rhythm Hughes, Hughes wants to talk to me. So you you go there and have an interview, and and you end up going there. Um, yep.
1: And uh, I worked in the LA office for maybe nine months. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh no. It like I mean the the work was cool. The pe- some of the people were cool, but like I'd like to think that I'm a fairly social person, hmm. and I had maybe two people that would talk to me the entire nine months that I was there.
0: Wow. Everybody just put their heads down and didn't talk to each other or what? Uh,
1: kind of. It was kind of like a clicky kind mm. of weird, like, cause everyone had been there for 10 years and 15 years and all that. So Oh, I see it was kind of hard being the new guy.
0: Yeah, totally. So I get I was that.
1: actually going to quit after my contract was up, but then they kind of, we're looking for people to move to Vancouver to help start their Vancouver facility. Mm. And, uh, Vancouver was always something that I knew that I wanted to try. Yeah. So I volunteered and then maybe three months later I was moving up to Vancouver.
0: Yeah. So you went up there. How long after you got there did they close?
1: Almost a year to the day. Damn. So we worked, on a couple of different movies, R.I.P.D. and Percy Jackson 2. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of those are something that I'm entirely proud of. <laughs> um, and then towards... So I got there in April, and then the January of the next year, they kind of announced before anyone outside the company knew like that they were having money issues and that people weren't going to get paid on a regular basis and kind of all this stuff. Yeah. It was just—it was really tough to hear that, just because we knew that we had just made just an incredible movie with Life of Pi, and like everyone was kind of like stoked after that. And we were like, "Oh yeah, like what are we gonna do next?" And then, like within the next four months, I think the company went from over a thousand people, like in two facilities, to less than like a hundred.
0: Wow! Wow! So yeah, you—they definitely weren't able to do any any uh high-end shit anymore at that point yeah, no,
1: <laughs> like i mean they, they, they,
0: they could do some, but
1: and they did uh the dragons for game of thrones last season i think they did yeah and they oh. like and they look awesome but it's just it's just a shell of what that company used to be like that's not really right well, i mean hughes anymore
0: yeah right on so after they closed or, you know, ended everything and got rid of everybody, did you get let go at that point or was yeah. it
1: just like- uh, So I got let go almost a year to the date that I moved to Vancouver and then there was absolutely no work. It's not, it wasn't like it is now where there's too much work and not enough people. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was unemployed in Vancouver for three months, Shit. which is quite stressful considering uh, you know, like I'm here on a visa, and if the visa kind of expired during that time, I was gonna have to move back to LA. Right. Like, so With that no was no money
0: and <laughs>
1: pretty much, yeah, yeah. So that was <clears throat> pretty crazy. And then uh, I just started dating my girlfriend, and she kind of got my foot in the door for coordinating an NPC, and then cool that all kind of evolved to where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely all about who you know. And the fact that you were dating her is even better. Cause she's yeah. like, I want you to have a job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going out to the pub too much too. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh man. It's funny. Um, cool. So then that whole thing happened there and then, um, <clears throat> and then they asked you to be a compositor and now two years yep. later,
1: Actually, uh, between that time, like after Godzilla, I did go to Image Engine to work on Chappie. Yeah. How was that? I was there for three months and then kind of came back to NPC. Uh, It was amazing. Like in terms of CG assets, like Chappie was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. Really? It was like, I mean, they have done a number of movies starting Mm -hmm. with District 9 yeah the kind of the same robot yep the same kind of build and materials and stuff and mm-hmm. it was just perfect like normally in visual, uh, vfx you kind of have to push stuff around to kind of make it look movie quality yeah but he was just put some grain and black levels over it and he's done
0: that's awesome so obviously they had their pipeline down and they knew exactly yeah. how it was going to work and exactly. Um, who was going to do what. And yeah. and so it was a super smooth process for you guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, um, I actually, I don't think I ever watched that movie. I watched, I watched district nine like 300 times cause I was just floored. I was absolutely floored by the fact that they were able to integrate, you know, this character into the live action that was so shaky. And so like, it was very documentary style. Um, yeah you know, over the shoulder kind of hurt. Sorry. Shoulder shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The match moving was phenomenal and everything really worked well together. So I'm sure <clears throat> damn now, now I'm going to write it down. I need to go watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I remember being excited when it came out, but, um, yeah. and I knew that you were working on it. Uh, now that you've mentioned it, I remember, but, um, yeah, I never watched it. It's definitely going to have to happen. <laughs> cool so um you went to you went back to mpc yep um and then uh got asked to do the compositing
1: yep yeah i I came back to mpc as a compositor at that time so gotcha um and i already kind of knew people there and i was pretty comfortable with the pipeline and just kind of how things worked so yeah
0: came
1: back and yeah
0: So thus far, uh, in all of your experience working in the movie industry, uh, what would you say was like one, one thing that stood out as far as like amazing other, I mean, you just said working, um, on that, on Chappie was, was amazing, but, um, is there anything else that like sticks out or any weird stuff that sticks Um, out? Like I've,
1: I've been pretty fortunate to work on some pretty cool movies and some pretty totally shitty movies. <laughs> Good balance. Uh, uh, so, like, Life of Pi, when everyone was working on it, like, once like I had been working on that, because I worked on that for almost a year mm-hmm. as well, everyone kind of knew what we had on our hands. Yeah. Just because, like, the the project wasn't greenlit until they could show a tiger pacing in a, a pen. Right. And the director couldn't tell if it was a real tiger or a fake tiger. Gotcha. Like it looked that good. Like so, like everyone kind of knew what we had in our hands, and so it was just a great kind of like fun energy like the whole time, just because people were excited to make this project as good as it could be, and then have people see it. Totally. Like that was just that was one of the most fun experiences that I've had.
0: Yeah and but you're so how close did you get like did you have friends in the animation department or did you did you ever get to like mess around with like the the fur and shit like did you get to see that process or did it just come to you as as ready for comp
1: ready for comp but also like you could pop your head into like other dailies like fur dynamics and like animation and all that stuff and you could kind of see just the progression of like this is the plate, and there's nothing in it, and yeah. and there's like a pretty much like bare bones model, like roughly animated, and then they kind of use all this that for all the sims and stuff. Like it's, it was, it's yeah. really quite amazing. Just to watch the process.
0: Yeah, so they would probably do like a previs of the animation with a low poly model, and then replace that at yep. render time and add the fur dynamics and all that exactly on top interesting yeah man i'm getting itchy dude like (laughs) i want to like i want to be a part of that process at some point in my life just because like everything that i've been doing has been me yeah there's there's never like if somebody was like yeah um we need this shot with a tiger in it i would have to do the animation i would (laughs) have to model it i would have to like every step of the process is on my shoulders at this point and I mean it's fun and exciting and whatever I get to own the whole shot and the whole project but um, it starts to get like I long for that oh I'm done and this person's doing this part of it and in the end it's going to look way better because there are many minds on this project you know
1: that was actually one of the questions that I had for you was um, like all I've done is work in a company that that kind of happens like they I kind of like it's split up different departments and they kind of give me the stuff that I need. Yeah. Like what um what kind of made you want to go freelance? Cuz I know that you used to work at Target and you used to work at a couple other places and what kind of made you want to do that like make that jump for by yourself and kind of work by your, for yourself?
0: Yeah, um, so I guess because it had been eight years of me basically being a freelancer, but either on staff or contract-based, um, it was not like a weird jump for me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, it, it felt like um, I was already doing the freelance thing, but I had no control over it, if that makes sense. So, like, right now, I can say no to a project. Yeah. Right now, I can work for Pixel Farm one day, and then you know, if the mill called me, I could go do comp work for them. You know what I mean? I could jump yeah. anywhere at this point. And I think the freedom is what really pushed me to do that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's
0: great. So, and I guess like the thing that I was probably about two, um, about a year, maybe two years of me just kind of like sitting and going, is this going to work? Does this work? And, um, finally convinced myself that, I would be able to do it, yeah. um, with n- had no cash sitting or anything like that. I just straight up was like, this is the time have to do <laughs> it now. Um, and it, and it worked out. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's been good so far. Um, but I think the other thing that really pushed me to that area was, um, I started doing a lot of, um, shooting. I, I started shooting a lot, being DP on set. Um, when I was at Shinebox and because of that um I kind of diversified, you know, like sure. I, I didn't just do animation. I didn't just do motion graphics. I didn't just do editing. Um yeah. you know. So yeah. I was I was at that point where I had all of those skills built up and then also on top of it I was able to shoot. So that's a really big thing, uh especially with the agencies in town here in Minneapolis, they they want someone who can fly out to Vancouver, shoot this thing, edit it on the spot, create motion graphics, bring it back, do final touches and then, you know, post it. So yeah. they want a full package um, a lot of times. And, but like I said, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel like, man, it would be awesome if, if I didn't have to do all that too. But <laughs> But at the same time it's it's good because then um, you, I don't know I get to I get to be interested in all the parts of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because even in school I knew that I wanted to go do film mm-hmm. and so I kind of pushed my reel, my student demo reel towards like movie stuff, like I, I tried to make it a little more cinematic than like co- commercially motion graphics. Yeah. And that did not do me a favor when I was trying to get a <laughs> job in Minneapolis because right. I way. had these things that a company would look at and they're just kind of like, yeah, why would I hire you? You just do like one thing.
0: like <laughs> Specialized. Yeah. You were specialized in, in yeah. so, film compositing is basically what it really was, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. And I knew that that's where I was going to go, but I just didn't have the means to at that time. So
0: right. right. Well, I think like there, there are places where that can work, um, in Minneapolis here, it's just, everybody wants those jobs and there's not enough money for someone who doesn't do everything else. You know, like if, if you were to go to, I think make is probably one of the only places where it'd be like, yeah, only do compositing for us at this point. Um, unless you knew, um, flame. Yeah. And then it would be like, you know, you could go to Pixel Farm, but dude, those people have been there forever. They're not going to budge, you know? Exactly. You would also have to be in Maya animating for that to work. Um, It's
1: funny. Uh, I was actually just speaking with the client side VFX supervisor on the show that I just finished. Yeah. And he is from Wisconsin. Yeah. And he got his start by going to a little known a studio in Minneapolis called Pixel Farm and learning uh, he learned like SGI or some crazy program from Tom Doden
0: yeah yeah I just worked with Tom on this this uh, H&R block spot yeah he was well I mean he's kind of like post supervisor there basically but um yeah that's that's crazy (laughs) it's such a small small world small world yeah that's pretty cool Um, yeah pixel farm has weathered the storm they've they're still around and still kicking pretty good and um you know after doing that last project with them it was really cool to see and to be honest like to get back to the pipeline discussion um we i went in there and i was like this is the place that i've always been wanting to work Mm -hmm. um or work work on a project with these guys um since like well, since I graduated in 2008, so it was like, um, it was finally like this, 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 um, dream had been realized I was there and I was like, Oh, so does this mean like, so I'm working on this project to, um, is there an editor for the project? And they're like, no. Okay. I was like, okay, you have like f- two editors on staff. All right, cool. Um, uh, is someone going to be comping my stuff or no? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I can roll with this. I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but then, but it was just really weird for me to be like thinking that there was going to be a pipeline and there wasn't. Yeah. And it worked out in the end, but it was like, um, it, it was just surprising for me, you know? Cause I was like, maybe, maybe they have a pipeline and, and I always thought that they did. So, and maybe for certain projects they do. Um, yeah. But like, Yeah things would have uh,
1: kind of doing stuff and passing it along
0: yeah 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 exactly I always thought that that's how it worked there but um it's good to know that that's not always the case yeah. <laughs> so small town Minneapolis that's yeah. why
1: but no, it's fine I I still have dreams of coming back there someday yeah yeah
0: dude for sure I think um there's opportunities uh, there's definitely opportunities here it's just... Yeah. Like we've been saying, you kind of have to diversify, um, or start your own company or, um, <laughs> you know, have a, a crew of people who you put together to try and fight the big dogs here, which yeah. is a, tough. <laughs> yeah. Cause they've all, all been around and they all know everybody and yeah. everybody talks to everybody. So, yeah. I mean, I would, I would guess that every single, um, business owner here would be like, yeah, bring it on. Let's do it. Um, but you know who knows there is slim pickings lately around here um you have to really branch out yeah and that's actually like my next step is to start doing that to branch
1: outside of minnesota
0: yeah start looking at other companies and sending my reel out to other companies i'm working on a reel right now um that will highlight everything in the last year and a half hopefully uh By the first of the year it should be done nice if I can make everything work but um, yeah now I said it on the podcast now
1: I have to do it (laughs) are you thinking you want to go east coast west coast different country
0: Uh, at this point what my plan is 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 to just kind of put it together um, start sending it out as like a freelance reel so sure see what what hits you know Um, I'm not really interested in freelance full-time unless it's, unless it's the right place. Yep. Um, unless it's the right place and it's the right, uh, the right job for me. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's only being what, how many months has it been since May? Um, yeah, it's been seven months, eight months. So of me freelancing and it's just been great. Like I, I have like a, a week off here and then I'll kick ass for, you know yeah three weeks four weeks and then i'll um and then i'll go back to uh doing personal <sighs> projects and stuff oh, <laughs> yeah that's nice it's great i mean the dog <laughs> loves it right <laughs> dove <laughs> nova i switched his name i changed his name what <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know Ugh. I don't know if I want to get into it. That's fine. <laughs> he needed oh. a new name, so I gave him a new name that sounded the same. His name originally was Keen and now it's Nova, because <laughs> I was calling him Dove, and then Nova oh. kind of sounds. Nova, Dova uh, Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It worked.
1: <laughs> um, that's crazy, because you, you said that you work for three weeks, and then you have like a week off, and then you kind of do a personal project and all that. Yeah. and. Um, I just finished a project doing overtime for since May. Damn. Holy but now shit. I have, you know, like a couple of weeks, like three, three, four weeks off. Yeah. And then I start on the next project. So it's literally the same thing that's just scaled.
0: Yeah. Just stretched out because you're working on something for an entire year or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think, um, I really like the uncertainty of freelancing. Like I really enjoy waking up and being like checking in with people that I, you know, have a hold on or whatever. And they'll be like, yeah, actually we don't need you till one. And I'll be like, sweet. I have a bunch of time to go walk the dog and get a coffee and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know after being so rigid, um, in a full-time position now to have that flexibility is kind of cool. Um, eventually I'll probably hate it because it might drive me crazy. Cause I am a structured person where yeah. like, I want to have my day kind of laid out, but I also really enjoy the, the chaos, you know, the, the, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know.
1: It's that something that I do not care for at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I see, I'm, I tend to like waver. Sometimes I'm like, I need that structure. And sometimes I'm like, it's fucking great not having it. So yeah. Yeah all over the place add that's what that's what that is right there (laughs) yeah um so right now uh what do you so you have a visa there right or just Um, kind of three
1: and a half years um i've applied for permanent residence
0: okay yeah that was gonna be my next question
1: That is, um, since I'm a U.S. citizen, I don't have to. I can kind of just stay here for as long as I have a work permit um, for any given company. Just because there's an agreement between Canada and U.S. Um, But I've applied for permanent residence, so that would mean that I just have to work here three years out of five years or something like that. And I can work wherever I want in the country and i don't have to keep applying for different visas and stuff like that yeah so as a as a visual effects artist it would do it really really helps because to my understanding of the tax credits up here if you have permanent residence you're kind of considered quote unquote canadian yeah and they have to hire so many a certain amount of canadians per person that they bring out from outside of the country. Oh, interesting. Get the tax benefits. Got it. And so they want to hire as many Canadians as possible.
0: That's awesome. Okay,
1: cool. And so to have that permanent residence, so you can, as soon as a contract ends, you can go somewhere else, or you can just stay there. Uh, it, it's really just a nice freedom on top of like having all this experience and blah, 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 blah. It's right. just... Cause you don't really think about that until you have to run to the border, get interviewed by a border guard, like show them your, all your paperwork all over again, just to get like a visa to come back into the country and work at a different company. Like Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Huh. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that it was that like,
1: extreme. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that. Complicated once you've done it a few times, but it's just it's just kind of a pain. I would say, like, yeah, more than anything. Hmm. Um,
0: it Sounds kind of yeah. stressful
1: when you're yeah it, just it trying kind to of work. Just because I mean, for like for no reason, they could just say, "No, nah, we're good." Right? <laughs> yeah, they
0: have all the power. Yeah, for sure. But you know, it's their country, and <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and getting PR just kind of smooths all that over yeah
0: totally cool so
1: you can just stay in canada for a while now like obviously i mean my life is up here now so
0: right right so what about your girlfriend is she where is she from
1: canadian and u.s she has Ah. passports um she's born in canada and kind of lived in the u.s her whole life and then Mm. now she's back in vancouver so Gotcha. She's a coordinator at Sony right now, Sony Imageworks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice, just uh, being able to be with someone that kind of understands the industry and its ins and outs and all that.
0: Yeah, that must be really awesome. I guess
1: it's definitely not the best industry for significant others.
0: Yeah, right. Because they they probably don't really understand.
1: Yeah, like it's it's tough just because you like. At times when projects get busy and you're on overtime, like you, yeah, it's just, it's just better to be with someone that kind of understands all that.
0: Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I guess I think that that could definitely be a positive thing. Is it, is it ever not a good thing? Like do your schedules not match up or?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, she, her, her job is pretty nine to five usually. Okay like pretty pretty consistent hours like she she's in a great place where she's at right now and so they just like when she does have to work late it's maybe a half an hour to an hour of overtime but yeah i get busy it's definitely more than that so
0: but at least she understands cool
1: yeah yeah
0: good yeah awesome sounds like a good relationship it is (laughs) awesome (laughs) cool um, so what's next then? If you get your permanent residence, you're basically just like, fuck it, I'm staying here and and uh, avoiding all the bullshit in the United States.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one thing, definitely. But having the permanent residence does allow to take a contract anywhere in the world, and then you can kind of go do that for however long and then kind of come back and just not have to worry about getting visas and, and all that stuff.
0: Wait, so, so. you're talking about... Because you have a residence in Canada, you can go anywhere?
1: Yeah, well, just kind of, um, like, I would use Vancouver as the home base. And then I could take a contract in New Zealand or Australia and work there for six months or something and then come back to Vancouver. And since I would have permanent residence, I wouldn't have to reapply for a visa or anything like that. I see.
0: But you would still, in New Zealand, you would still have to have that work yeah visa yeah. permit whatever yeah exactly. gotcha i was like wait canada is the <laughs> bomb <I wish. laughs> you can basically go anywhere from there and not have like i'm going i'm, I'm moving there now let's go yeah. i wish <laughs> sweet neutral yeah um
1: i would hmm. like to do a stint um like maybe six months somewhere like outside of the north america
0: yeah like New Zealand.
1: Yeah. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn that down. Weta. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, that'd be so badass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, like I, I have a few friends there now and it's just, I'm, I'm sure like I could start the ball rolling and just like kind of talk to him now, but it's just not really the right timing. Yeah. Right now. So we'll yeah. see sometime down the line.
0: Yeah. I feel that I, I'm so open to going anywhere. Uh, I just
1: want, it's great. Like it's, it's like, I'm kind of envious in a way like that. You could just apply for a job in like Slovakia and then you could just go there for three months, just shoot a project and then come back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's totally a possibility. I just need to have those connections. Um, so got to work that, but I think, Yeah i don't know it's also really uncertain which also sometimes gets to me you know anxiety takes over and you're like um am i gonna have enough money next month yeah but it usually works out that's good just gotta put your faith in uh, the system yeah i guess <laughs> in your friends in your contacts that's yeah. where the faith is there not the, there system. We go. Not the, system. the system fuck the system <laughs> yeah cool oh, man well, shit. I think um I think it'd be really awesome to uh be in Vancouver right now and I think uh you guys all hanging out there and kicking ass and working in the in the movie industry is um pretty awesome to hear about and and really cool to learn about too. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um do you have any other questions?
1: Um Not really. Uh yeah.
0: How do you feel how do you feel about uh virtual reality? Have you gotten into it at all?
1: Um so I actually had a few friends that are animators get contacted by this company in Florida and the so they they hired some animators and then they hired some like like I was looking through their LinkedIn. That's a virtual reality company. This is where the story is going. Yeah. Um and they have like Astronauts and like, like, rocket engineers and like all these different people from different uh, industries, mm-hmm. kind of coming together and helping build this project. Hmm. And Google, I believe, just put like a hundred million dollars into their project. Gotcha. So, I have to believe that virtual reality is going to be somewhere, something, in some way yep but right now I think it's kind of gimmicky I don't think they've figured out how to use it yet because I don't want to put something stupid on my face and like walk around with it yeah you know, like it's got to have more practical applications to it almost Yeah. And so once they figure that out, I think it's going to be just integrated into our lives more than we realize. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, there's just a lot of hurdles and people are throwing money around and I'm sure it's going to be awesome at some point. Yeah. um, For sure.
1: Like I I see applications of that more than 3D, obviously. Like 3D is just kind of a gimmick. I mean, it's cool to watch sometimes, but otherwise it's not really adding anything to your way of life yeah but i can see where vr like can kind of just add to your the way that you do things
0: yeah i think um well dude you know on that tip of of 3d stereoscopy uh, stereoscopic 3d being um gimmicky and whatnot i think i don't know if i've said this before but um it feels like it hasn't been embraced entirely in order for it to work properly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if it's shot at 120 frames per second with two, two eyes, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. And it looks like you're actually there.
1: Like the Hobbit stuff when they're, um,
0: that was 48,
1: The big, uh, wide landscapes and stuff. Even if it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous, but right.
0: Right. Even at 48, it works well. Um, But like, yeah, I remember seeing Christie did a uh, projection test at SIGGRAPH one year and it was, um, it was a 120, they did a whole bunch of different frame rates and you know, you sit in this, this room with like a, I don't know, 40 K projector or whatever the hell it was. And, um, they were able to, uh, view, you were able to view it at 120 frames per second. And that was phenomenal. That was, you were actually there and it was, it was really cool crazy yeah that's the way to do it but (laughs) it's too expensive you know for sure people don't want to do it because i mean think about it instead of 24 frames per second now you have 120 (sighs) and then two eyes (laughs) you have made a mess of the amount of information
1: (laughs) well i mean look at the change of technology in phones and computers in the last 10, 15 years. Right. Like where we'll be at in the next 10, 15 years will be, I assume that if not more. So
0: absolutely there it will be, it'll eventually be there and it'll come back. 3d will come back to rear its ugly head (laughs) after the VR craze. Yeah. I know it. (laughs) Yeah. No, Chrissy was trying to, uh, they're a projector company. Um, and they, they do all the, the, um, uh, the new digital projectors pretty much in any movie theater that you see so they were really trying to push it like as a software update basically for all their projectors so it's doable it'll happen at some point but just didn't catch on yeah anyway crazy yeah, dude well shit um i think that's about it for today this um sounds good dude thanks for chatting
1: thanks for having me
0: yeah dude all right thanks
1: yeah have a good one
0: yeah.